Greetings, friend. Welcome back to the Wayfarer Podcast. I'm Tom Vanderwell. Thank you so much for joining me on this chapter day journey again today. By the way, I found out last night that yesterday's podcast was cut off. And so it has been reloaded. If you were listening yesterday and found that it just kind of stopped suddenly, uh, you can go back and listen to it in its entirety today. Sorry about that. Our journey takes us to Psalm 85 today, and I spotlighted verse 8, the very beginning of the verse. It says, I will listen to what God the Lord says. He promises peace to his people, his faithful servants. Today's podcast is entitled, Stop and Listen. Shame can be toxic. It's that deep sense in one's being that they are worthless, worthless. And while I find most seem to perceive me as having all sorts of self-confidence, the truth is that I have quietly battled that nagging, pessimistic self-perception of shame my entire life journey. I have acknowledged it, processed it, studied it, and have learned to work through it while learning how to have grace with myself, even as I open my heart to receiving the amazing grace that God has given me. The seeds of shame, I have come to learn, are typically sown in childhood. From some individuals I've met in the struggle, it was the repeated words of an adult or an older sibling telling them things like, you're stupid, you're good for nothing, you should never have been born, yada, yada, yada. Born into a loving family, that was never my issue. For me, the seeds of shame were misunderstandings of my place in the world and a negative self-perception that was fueled by my Enneagram 4 temperament. I grew up being so self-absorbed as to think that any negative circumstance in life stems from something I did, or else it's some divine retribution prompted by my worthlessness. The Minnesota Vikings' loss in four Super Bowls in the 1970s was totally my fault for stealing all of the family's cash envelopes off of Grandma Golly's Christmas tree in 1972. My apologies to Vikings Nation. As a person who knows the struggle against shame, I totally identify with today's chapter. It felt a bit like looking into a spiritual mirror. Psalm 85 was written as a song to be used when the Hebrew people gathered to worship. 14 lines long, it is the song of two halves. Things had not been going so well for the Hebrew people, and scholars think it may have been written during this historic drought that occurred during the time of the prophet Hosea. The first half of the song reads like me when I was a kid. God, you're angry with me. I've done something wrong. I thought you were over that Christmas cash thing, but obviously I haven't served my time. How long is it going to take, Lord? How long until you get over your anger with me? The song then pivots 180 degrees in the second half, which kicks off with the songwriter declaring, I will listen to what the Lord God says. As the songwriter gets his eyes off of himself and gets his ears to turn away from the endless loop of negative self-talk being played in his spiritual noise-canceling AirPods, he begins to recognize the very different message that God has been perpetually saying. He listens to God's promises of salvation. He listens to God's affirmations of his faithfulness, peace, generosity, and goodness. 
Now, one of the things that I've had to learn along my journey of addressing shame was the very same process. I had this well-worn page that I put together ages ago. Like the songwriter of Psalm 85, I turned my ear to the great story, and I literally wrote down a list of God's specific messages, including, but not limited to, that I am fearfully and wonderfully made, that's Psalm 139, that I am made in the likeness of God, James 3.9. I am worth more than the many sparrows that God cares for. <laughs> that's Matthew 10, verse 31. I am God's workmanship, and I'm a work in progress. That's Ephesians 2.10. I am new. I'm born again. That's 1 Peter 1.23. I am a son of God, a child of God. That's Galatians 3.26. I am an heir of God. That's Galatians 4, 6, and 1 John 3, 2, and Romans 8, 17. I am God's temple, 1 Corinthians 3, 17. I am the aroma of Christ, 2 Corinthians 2, 15. You get the idea. Now, I still on occasion have to pull this well-worn sheet of divine affirmations out and literally read through the list again. Often, I will read all two pages out loud to myself in the quiet in the morning. It's like spiritual chiropractic. When my shame has got me bent out of shape and tied up in the knots, the affirmations from the great story get my head and my heart back into alignment. So in the quiet this morning, I find my heart ruminating once again on this difficult year that 2020 has been. I think about strained relationships created by differences in worldviews. I think about our business, which took a sizable hit in 2020. I think about the mental and emotional fatigue from the never-ending conflict in every medium of media about the host of hot-button topics. It's amazing how silently shame's whispers can creep back into my head and my heart without me even realizing it. Like the writer of Psalm 85, I find myself having to consciously stop and listen to what God the Lord says. And by the way, on the blog post today at TomVanderwell.com, I have posted my compiled list of affirmations in two different versions for anybody who could benefit from it. Have a great day, my friends. We'll see you back here tomorrow. <laughs>